0: This is Tales, Tunes, and Towtons, a podcast about stories and songs from Newfoundland and Labrador. We occasionally eat towtons, our favorite food group. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jen. And this is episode 32. That's how old I wish I was. Me too. (laughs) Perpetual 32. (laughs) Is that the word?
1: I think I said that before. Every time it's like we've been in the 30s, I'm like, oh, I wish I was 30. Oh, I wish I was 31. (laughs) So I'm sorry if I say that every week.
0: It's been a while since we reminded people we wish we were younger. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> been two weeks. <laughs> um, we're getting so close to Christmas, and I'm so excited. First snowstorm yesterday. Yeah, it was lovely. If I don't I l- mind. I'd take I, snow. I
1: love the snow. Yeah. This morning, I did not love all the ice, the plow left in my driveway. Sure.
0: Yeah. Do you have a... I know you have a new... You Did you have your car last winter?
1: I got a new car in January, so... Okay, so
0: you had it winter. Do you have a, rem- a remote starter? N-O. N-O. Oh. Oh. You have everything else though. All the luxury. I do. Sides, I yes. do.
1: Like heated seat is, yeah, my favorite. Yeah. And also, because I had the car I had before, I had for like fourteen years, and it um, didn't have air conditioning and it didn't have automatic windows. And I, <laughs> I'm so afraid of bees that I always just used to swelter in the summer.
0: <laughs> Ooh. But
1: now I enjoy the all the luxury. luxurious life of air conditioned
0: mm-hmm. air conditioning. So mm-hmm. I have a remote starter and it saves my life. So good.
1: I don't mind getting in in the cold. Oh, I hate it. No, I don't mind being cold. So that's my thing.
0: I don't mind being cold outside, but I don't want to be cold in places where I should be not cold. (laughs) (laughs) So how are you a hockey mom? (laughs) Oh, I wear lots of layers, and (laughs) yeah, it's not too bad. But you know what? I say that, but there's no wind in the rink. Right. Right. So I can tolerate that. That's fine. Nothing
1: blowing in your face. No.
0: Except if you're at St. (laughs) Bonds, it could be breezy. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Oh my God. Are there like doors open or something? No. Or just, you can see daylight through some cracks in that building. It's crazy. Yeah. So you, on a really stormy day. Yeah. Bring your thermal underwear. You can feel the air moving. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, um, we might hear an animal or child in the background, (laughs) (laughs) but that's it. We'll ignore them. Uh, I don't have anything Christmassy to share with you, but I will next week. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm going to dive right in, and I'm so excited to tell you what I'm going to talk about Sarah today. is like
1: the <laughs> grin on her face.
0: <laughs> the story itself might not be impressive, but the topic, you're going to be like, what? <laughs> or maybe you'll be like, Sarah, everybody knows this. Oh, I'm, I'm excited. The Newfoundland Butter Company. Never heard of it. Okay. So I got my information from uh, Wikipedia. I donated to Wikipedia again today.
2: <laughs> you didn't. <laughs>
1: I've been noticing lately Wikipedia has their ads up more than normal.
0: Well, I um, I more than contributed. I, I you know. I did Sarah my has part. contributed for you all. <laughs> I did. Yeah, they asked for two dollars. I think I donated like fifteen. Like, whoa, get off my back, Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> we do use you a lot. <laughs> so thank you to Wikipedia once again. <laughs> um, I There's also a Facebook group that I found the inspiration for this story, the old St. John's Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a website, oocities.org. It seems like it's a, it's a, You know, I don't know if you've experienced this. I haven't until we started podcasting, but you get a notification across the top of the website page where it's like, this is a really old website that hasn't been updated and and da-da-da-da-da. I've never seen that. Well, it's on this one, so I'll have to show you after.
1: (laughs) There was one web... I was listening to our old episodes the other day. There was one website that you mentioned. (laughs) I can't remember what it was. It wasn't the grave one, but it was something else. And I like it's so funny. <laughs> www dot
0: oh oh was it the watering trough? Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> watering troughs of the world dot com or something. That WordPress. Yes, it was yeah. a blog. <laughs> there are no blogs about the Newfoundland Butter Company okay. until
1: until Sarah starts it over Christmas.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm going to bring it back to life. Okay. So uh, this week I learned all about butter and margarine. And that was a bit of a big deal in Newfoundland a long time ago. The Newfoundland Butter Company, founded by John Chalker Crosby, that was in 1925. John Crosby was born in Briggis in 1875. He was a politician and a businessman. He was the father of Chesley Crosby and the grandfather of John Crosby, who was also a politician. Those names are all familiar mm-hmm. to me. I do not know politics in depth, but I know that those names are involved in politics and are still around today. Um, s- also some confusing lineage, but that's the way it goes. You get named after your dad and your pop and your everybody mm-hmm. else. Uh, but most importantly, I will note that there is no connection to the famous Crosby from <laughs> Crosby's Malone. Okay, so <laughs> I'm going imp- I'm to intersect here.
1: So I have my team molasses sweater on as we're recording and on the way to Sarah's today I had to stop by the convenience store to get molasses so my jacket's open and I'm going up to the cash register with my molasses (laughs) in my molasses hoodie and I like shyly cover over the logo because I don't want the (laughs) cashier to think like why is this girl buying
0: yeah what is her
1: molasses with her molasses sweater that
0: says team molasses (laughs) and I joke I'm like up next on the most recent episode of my strange addiction <laughs> Crosby's <one. laughs> footage anyway. from the security camera <laughs> at the local store <laughs> 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 so no connection <laughs> random this Crosby is C R O S B I E so first I will explain the difference this this feels like an episode <laughs> of splaining <laughs> Aw, our favorites. <laughs> because I'm going to tell you the difference between butter and margarine right I now. Give it to me. Just, you know, got to fill the time. <laughs> um, I know I I have specific memories of learning about butter in elementary school. Churning it and stuff? Yes. Yeah. So, like, Nan sends in the old <laughs> manual, like, cr- crank. Crank. Yeah, yeah whatever that is. that is. And you make butter at school. Um, but... I don't really remember the details. and I don't remember doing that at all. Do you remember the difference? Like, do you remember learning the difference between butter and margarine?
1: I know butter tastes better. <laughs>
0: That's <laughs> it. I use butter for baking, and it has to be salted butter. I've learned the difference between salted and, and unsalted. unsalted butter. Unsalted does not work in baking, for what I bake anyway. Uh, so I will share that with you now. Butter comes from heavy cream, which contains larger amounts of saturated fats, which can be not so good for you, compared to margarine, which is made from oils, or in the case of Newfoundland, animal fats and oils, uh, and serves the body a little better than those saturated fats from the heavy creams. So now I'm going to go into the word oleomargarine. So oleo means oil. And these types of margarine are made from animal fat instead of dairy. So beef fat or lard were were an inexpensive alternate to dairy fat, so it made it quite desirable for inexpensive local production. Ooh. Yeah, I did not know that. So oleomargarine was invented by a French chemist in 1869, which uses a variety of soluble and insoluble ingredients, which quickly became an alternative to butter. Soon after its invention, it came under regulation to protect the dairy industry, where taxes were levied on yellow margarine and in some countries an outright ban on its Whoa, sale. Ooh, I believe it. Yeah. So Newfoundland did not have a big dairy industry, so they embraced the production of margarine. John C. Crosby, that I mentioned at the beginning, he started the firm in 1883 under the direction of Robert A. Brim, and they actually used fish and seal oil in their margarine. It was the only manufacturing plant, and they had a good thing going. But Brim saw this as an opportunity and actually left Crosby to start a second plant under the name Hearn and Company, which he eventually renamed Brim Manufacturing Company after the death of his partners. So now we have two margarine plants by the end of the century. Okay. But wait, <laughs> <laughs> a third manufacturing plant was opened on Lamarchant Road by John Chalker Crosby in 1925.
1: So hold on, the same Crosby
0: family? Yeah, yeah. Third one. Third. So no, this is the second one for him. Right. The other guy left him and competed with him. So now John Crosby opens a second one. Um, and he hired the expertise of a Danish chemist, George Ellers, to elevate the quality of their product. Within a short time, this firm had taken a leading role in the production of margarine for the country, because Newfoundland right, right, right. was its own. Um, the production was sold in wooden tubs under the brand of golden spread and silver spread. And in 1930, this same company began began a dairy operation, which produced pasteurized milk for the first time in St. John's. I wonder, does anybody have that wooden box still? Like, is that somewhere in a museum? Is that at the rooms? <coughs> Probably. Mm. Probably. In the end, John C. Crosby and Robert Brem merged their companies and sold their plant to the Lever Brothers of England under Unilever Limited in 1937 then only one plant remained in existence. The name was eventually changed to Newfoundland Margarine Company Limited in 1950. Now, for a little interesting information about margarine's production in Canada, which is going to make sense after what I said at the beginning, up until 1948, the production of margarine was banned in Canada, butter only.
1: Right, because they're protecting the dairy farmers. Yeah,
0: (coughs) so the only exception to this was during the war when they lifted the ban due to a butter shortage, but it was put back in place after the war was over. Newfoundland continued to manufacture margarine since the first plant opened back in 1883 and at times sold margarine to the rest of Canada at half the price of butter. Before Newfoundland had joined Confederation with the rest of Canada, it became a negotiation point which in turn had entrenched turn. Term 46 in the Newfoundland Act. So, with the entrenchment of Term 46, the sale of margarine to the rest of Canada was now unlawful to ship to any other province within the country. These turn of events did not please everyone and drew well-known Newfoundland politician, satirist, and poet Greg Power. To write the poem, The Ballad of Oleo Margarine. Are you going to recite? I'm going to recite you a part of a poem. <laughs> Just an excerpt. Just so
1: you know, the whole time <laughs> you've been talking, all that is in my head is, smooth
2: like butter.
1: My favorite song.
0: Funny. I, there's definitely a song out there about this. It uh, has to be. There's a folk song. Okay. The Ballad of Oleo Margarine.
1: As read by Sarah Nolan.
0: <laughs> I pray that I shall never know a future without Oleo <laughs> or live to see my little sons turn up their noses at my buns. <laughs> but there is one with soul so dead who'd sacrifice our spread for bread and ban from every noofy table our wholesome, rich, improved green label. <laughs> Jen is like crying. hmm <laughs> So major, ba- ma- major brands produced by the mm. Newfoundland Margarine Company were Good Luck and Eversweet. Yes, yes, yes. Both of these products became staples of many households within the province of Newfoundland and Labrador. The manufacturing plant remained on La Marchant Road until the early 2000s when Uni- Unilever made the announcement that w- it would be closing and then eventually it was de- demolished. Uh, and do you know where that building was? No. So, before I tell you where it was, it's not where I'm going to tell you, but I was really hoping that this was actually going to tie into a Christmas theme, and I was going to be able to tell you that it was on the site of, like, where the Christmas market is (laughs) that you posted a picture of, because I was like, La Marchant Road, what are the chances, what are the chances? (laughs) But it's where, this building was where the Shoppers Drug Mart was on La Marchant, is on La Marchant Road. Okay. The newer one, that's across from where they tore down the hospital. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
1: Oh, that's over where I kind of live.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Further down from you, but not far.
1: Mm. So Everyone has Eversweet, right?
0: Eversweet? isn't that a commercial? Ever I mean,
1: Sweet. I use a vegan margarine.
0: Do you? <laughs> Bissell. <laughs> oh, is that vegan? Oh, yeah. There's it's a vegetable vegan one. oil, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I yeah. use Bissell too. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to tell this or not, but I will beg for forgiveness. Dad was in marketing, and he used to do like, um. What do you call it? When they do like do a study and ask a bunch of people the same questions. What is that called? Um, survey? <laughs> survey. <laughs> I was like going to be
1: like, a study? I think you got it right.
0: And one of the funny things, I was kid when this came up, but like the pronunciations of different things. And right. some people used to call Bissell beast one.
1: No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> beast
1: one. <laughs> B E C, Beast, and they thought the L was a one. <laughs> yes. That's a lie.
0: It's true. Beast <laughs> one. I don't know why. From now telling. on, we would be like, I'm out of beast one. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> and then recite the oleomargarine. But you know poem. what,
1: Sarah? People do bake around Christmas time and they need butter. Yeah. So it is Christmas theme. Mm-hmm.
0: There you go. I should we have could take a picture with that. of
1: your butter with a bow
0: on it. <laughs> in front of the Christmas tree. I'm doing that right now. Okay. Okay. And so just to conclude, that is my story of the Newfoundland Margarine Company. History about it. Can you please say the first line of the poem again? I pray that I shall never know a future without oleo. (laughs) That is is a gem. Uh, There you go. Maybe we should get into poetry. Slam poetry about... Random topics like... All our podcast. Molasses.
1: I pray I never... <laughs> I <laughs> pray
0: okay. that I shall never know. Shall never live.
1: No, we're bad. No,
0: no. You go Stay ahead tuned. and i brainstorm. <laughs> okay.
1: Do, do, do. I am getting into the Christmas spirit this week. Sarah gave us Christmas butter. <laughs> 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 I'm going to bring us a Christmas song. So my song is one of the Green Harbor carols called The Moon Shines Bright. Nice. Before I chat and sing about the song, I will cite my references. I, Sarah can see I printed off an article here.
0: So well prepared. Uh,
1: hardly. Uh, highlighted in purple. Mm-hmm. I read an article by Gordon Cox titled This Christmas caroling, no, that's not what it's called, the Christmas, <laughs> I have the Christmas caroling tradition of Greens Harbor, Trinity Bay, Newfoundland, from the Canadian Journal for Traditional Music from 1975, mm. and I also listened to Living Heritage Podcast, episode 162 by Dale Jarvis from 2019. Cool. So my two pieces of uh, material are, are quite far apart. Mm-hmm. So um, I feel like most people are familiar with mummering or jannying, mm-hmm. uh, as it's called as well, which is a Christmas tradition uh, here in Newfoundland. But did you know there are some Newfoundland communities who have also a rich history of Christmas caroling on Christmas Eve? Some of these communities are Cavendish, Greens Harbor, and Hearts Delight Islington. Mm-hmm. So, the article that I read focuses on the community of Greens Harbor, where on Christmas Eve, and you may know about this already, people, traditionally, um, it began as a group of men, but included women later in later years, visited as many homes as possible on Christmas Eve, concentrating on uh, the elderly of the community, and sang four carols, always in the same order. Okay. They would sing them from the porch of homes, while the household members were were supposed to stay upstairs in their rooms in bed with the lights off in (laughs) darkness
0: unusual (laughs) and they only
1: came downstairs on the last verse of the last carol
0: specific
1: yes and if the members of the household weren't in bed they listened from another room in darkness but that was like the rules part of the tradition And then after the carolers sang their four songs, there would be, of course, some refreshments Mm. uh, that were offered. And they tried to go to as many houses as possible. The carols were always sung a cappella. That was also a big part of the tradition. Mm -hmm. And each song was started by the leader of the group who sang the first line and then everyone joined in. in. And the four carols are, While shepherds watch their flocks by night, God bless you, merry gentlemen, the Virgin, Whose Purity, and The moon shines Bright. So The moon shines Bright, I guess, is the carol that, at the last verse, oh. you'd get up from the darkness of your room <laughs> and crawl downstairs. Uh, the carols were brought over from England, uh, starting out as hymns, uh, but became folk songs for the communities over the 100-plus year uh, tradition. And after I read this article, which I mentioned was all about Greens Harbor, Yeah. I listened to Dale Jarvis's podcast. We're like fangirls of Dale Jarvis, <laughs> where he interviewed two men, Stan Reed and Howard Suley, who are from the community of Hearts Delight, Islington, where the caroling tradition, similar to that of Greens Harbor, uh, still continues today. Cool. So this and that podcast was from 2019. So I'm not okay. sure, like in yep. the last, you know, number of years, if
0: yeah, it was well,
1: modified or
0: no. The whole time you're saying this, my friend. Uh, her family's from Greens Harbor, and her dad is really musical. So I this be- afternoon, you have I'm going to reach yeah. out to them and see.
1: Um, and one of the men that Dale was talking to um, kind of said, as a kid, they always thought the carolers, because they would come like, I guess a lot of the communities probably had like a late night mass. Okay. So people were out like late, late, late. at night into yeah. the early morning hours, and as a kid, this man always thought the carolers were like Santa.
2: Santa's here! Santa's Aww. here! <laughs> and
1: I he was like, "Oh no, it's the carolers!" Uh-huh. And then had such fond memories of that as a child that they wanted to continue the tradition as an ad- as an adult. So cool. we're part of yeah. organizing it, and also from the Greens Harbor article, I remember reading like it was very important, but like almost informal, like. You never knew who was going to gather, okay. and it was like the decision was made an hour before. Okay, yeah, we're all here. Yep, yeah, let's go out and cool. yeah. Um, and on this podcast, they were getting ready to actually do a session at the rooms, the museum we have here in St. John's, um, about the caroling tradition in Light, Islington, and they were gathering people from the community to talk about it, mm-hmm. and also to sing the carols. Mm-hmm. So that was in 2019. There was wow. like a Facebook mm. event about it. Um, and also in the podcast, they mentioned Gordon Cox, who wrote this article
0: Okay, cool. that I
1: uh, referenced. And Gordon was a teacher from England and did his thesis on the traditional carols and caroling in these communities. And um, when he graduated, uh, Gordon presented some of the people in the communities with his thesis, because like... As a kind of yeah, thank you yeah, which I thought was interesting that I first started out with this article by Gordon Cox and then
0: full circle in the
1: in the podcast I was like and Gordon and it was <laughs> really really interesting, um, so I know how it feels to like as a kid have mummers come okay to your house on Christmas Eve and like it's very very exciting yeah, um, but I can only imagine how special it is if you have this tradition of. Especially as a kid, if you're lying in bed and then all of a sudden yeah. from the porch you hear people singing these carols. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I'm not sure, you know, exactly how in most last couple years. Um, if it's continued in kind of COVID well, times. My but
0: friend yeah, my friend's parents still live there, so I'll, I'll Ooh, check. In Greens Harbor. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I Oh, <coughs> if it's more Heart's Delight. I
1: think it was more from what Dale's podcast said. It was more Hearts Delight Islington that the tradition was continuing like. Oh, okay. In okay. Now,
0: yeah, consciously. Um, yeah. Well, and so mom and dad's summer home where we went May twenty fourth yes, weekend yes. is neighboring. They're they in Hearts Desire mm-hmm. and like dad stores his he would like um, <laughs> park park his boat. That's not the park right his. Word. Bo- <laughs> what is it? Dock. Dock. <laughs> we do. You, we do get to the word eventually. Docks his boat at the the. Marina um, Marina in hearts delight. Okay. And I'm sure there's like, you know, if oh, he yeah, asked yeah. someone in his community, their community, they would probably know. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, because the
1: all these communities are kind of, you know, close together yeah. and also in the podcast I remember one of them saying, you know, my uncle's cousin, I'm making that mm. up, I don't know. Someone from Greens Harbor came caroling with us in hearts uh delight this one year and uh-huh. all the tunes were the same but there were different variants of the words oh okay so depending on what community yeah. um
0: that's a common you know. story oh, yeah. in all very the, folk music yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: but uh, I found that interesting they all yeah. kind of had their own
0: little own slight traditions. yeah
1: yeah so cool, and they were looking to like um referencing the podcast again like they were all about like we need the young, the youth, the young people to continue this tradition. Mm. So
2: mm-hmm.
1: they were talking about one person in the community who had it, an interest in it. So I okay. wonder if
0: they picked it up. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it's
1: a big commitment. Christmas Eve night. Oh, yeah. Oh, now,
0: Carolyn. Yeah. Mm. Yeah.
1: Anyways, um, we did this song years ago at a concert. Yep. It's when I first heard about the Greens Harbor Carol. And I remember, <clears throat> I don't know if it was this one or I think it might have been
0: I feel like, well, I would didn't recognize, because you played it for me, I don't don't recognize the melody, but when you said the name, right. I was like, oh, yeah, I feel remember, like that song was I think
1: it. Lady Cove sang it, and do you remember I had these things I was flicking up in the air, these bells,
0: oh, yeah, and it was just us and you bells? Say, now that you say that.
1: And I feel like Newman Sound actually sang, while shepherds watch their flocks by night, in the porch of the church, oh, the whole song, so it was like the effect. what it would have been. Cool. Yeah.
0: I appreciate, that's so funny that like, I didn't appreciate that concert in a way that I could have, right. <coughs> but now I, it, it's taken yeah. me right back to that. That's, that's why cool. they were in the porch, because yeah. that,
1: that is why. Very I cool. don't know if I knew that at the time, but yeah. now when I look back, I'm like, that's why right. they were in the porch. Yeah. Um, so here's a little bit of, in Greens Harbor, which would have been the last carol mm-hmm, that they mm-hmm. sang, The Moon Shines Bright.
2: bright and the stars give light a little before the day. The moon shines bright and the stars give light a little before the day. Our Lord, our God, he calls on us and bids us to and to pray our lord our god he calls on us and bids us to watch and to pray Dear. our lord our god died on the cross for us that he loved it so dear oh dear be better for your poor soul, when your corpse lies on the pier, and that will be better for your poor soul, when your corpse lies on the pier. Farewell, farewell, Jerusalem, when shall I come to thee? Lamb, when shall I come to thee? When all our troubles are at an end, the joys I soon shall see. When all our troubles are at an end, the joys i soon shall see there's a talent at your head young man and another at your feet there's a talent shall meet when your good Both great and small and send you a happy new year. God bless you all both great and small. And send you a happy
0: new
1: year. There you go. Like you're in Greens Harbor.
0: Very nice.
1: The moon shines bright and smooth like butter.
0: And smooth (laughs) like Christmas (laughs) butter. (laughs) (laughs) Is it just is it just um What's the name of the band? Oh. I was Sarah! That one direction gave <laughs> up.
1: <K-pop. laughs> oh my gosh, are we even friends? <laughs> BTS. BTS,
0: BTS. Is it just the same song with jingle bells in the background?
1: Oh, the Christmas version? Yeah. Basically, yes. Okay.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> Put it at the top of your Christmas playlist. We'll, cover we'll play it. it now.
0: Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be back again next week with our final episode before Christmas. Mm-hmm. And then it'll be the new. 2022. Yeah. So we hope we hope you're having a wonderful December, and you'll hear from us soon.
2: Bye. Like butter,
0: like a <laughs> <queen of butter. laughs>
1: Our theme song is McAlpine's Crew by Matthew Byrne. Thanks to Matthew for allowing us to use it. You can learn more about Matthew and his
0: music at matthewburn.net. You can find Tails, Tunes, and Towtons on the following platforms Facebook and Instagram at Tails, Tunes, and Towtons, TikTok at Tails, Tunes, Towtons, and Twitter at Tails, Tunes, Pod, and L. To get in touch with us, send an email to tails, Tunes, Towtons at gmail.com. And last but not least, please subscribe to this podcast on your favorite listening platform. And don't forget to rate us and leave a review so we can continue to grow.